Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. One of my favorites back in studio today. His season starts just in a couple days. Mitch Rolls, the LeBet Community College women's basketball coach here in the building. Mitch, welcome back. It's just home for you now here. <laughs> no, I appreciate you having me again. It's always good to get here. So, season right around the corner. You guys open your season on Tuesday of this week. You are playing. Remind me who you're playing. I know the men uh, have Washburn. Ottawa, JB. We have Washburn. You guys have Washburn yeah. JV. Generally one of the tougher JVs in the country. I remember in a year where you guys won 20-plus games, there was a year where they, they took one from you, I think, at one point. Uh, yeah, I think it's either one or two in the last, you know, five, six years. But, you know, they, they're a really good program, first of all. Um, it's a coaching change now, so I don't I don't really know um, if it'll be the same type of team. Yeah. Um, Every not- JV kind of has different philosophies on how they run, what right, they well, run. And a new coaching staff is going to have to build up their, you know, their stable. Mm-hmm. So they they might come in and you know hopefully they got a good team I'm sure they do just because of Washburn, um, you know with the with the tradition there and the ability to recruit there, um, but it, it does take some time sometimes. Like I know Missouri Southern we played them one year their first year of having a JV, um, and they didn't have enough kids. You know it takes a little bit of time to you know get that built up. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously you got got to be excited just to get the season started though, uh, you know. At this point, I have all. I think I don't know if you have. I had this conversation before, but I when I was at K State, I always felt like the, one of the roughest points of the year was that month to five weeks that you practiced before you got games going. Yeah, it's just because it's just such a grind. It's an important grind to go through because that's when a lot of install happens. It's when a lot of conditioning happens. It's when you get primed for the season. That is a very long season. But it, I, I'm sure, to a degree, your players are, are they're in the they're at the starting gates and they're kind of rumbling around now. They're, they're ready to just get out on the track. Yeah, they're tired of beating each other up every day. Uh, you know, we <laughs> we go live every day. We compete every day. You know, for the most part, you know, four or five times a week. So um, they're they're tired of beating each other up. You know, we got a few injuries. You know, bumps and bruises that that they've given each other. And now it's like, okay, let's go dish it down to somebody else. Um, and it's a super competitive group. So. You know, we have a high level of intensity in practice, you know, especially this last week um, leading up to this week and seeing some more people in the gym, you know, so things like that are, are encouraging. Oh, it's always always great when you're seeing those bodies in there. Um, you have a ton of talent coming back, but you also have a lot of new players. It's as refreshed of a roster as I've ever seen for you, but at the same time, there's, I don't know how to say it, the players you have coming back are bona fide. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have two, I believe you have two All-Americans coming back. Uh, just one. Jayla's the only one? Well, two two top 40 freshmen in the country. So Correct. Jayla and Ashana. So, uh, two NJCAA All-Star selections. Yeah. Uh, you have, uh, I believe, four or five All-Conference yeah. players coming back, including a transfer from Dodge City who got her All-Conference honors at Dodge City. Right. And Emery Mays. Right. But... And then you think you one of your newcomers might might be a little better than all of them. Tell me about kind of the dynamics of the team that you have coming back, considering that you have a lot of new faces, a lot of transfers, only two freshmen. But of the select few that you have returning, I'm pretty sure they're all all conference players. Yeah, I mean everybody, you know, everybody, you know, on down to one through fifteen has you know some type of award, <laughs> you know, cause with, with that many transfers coming from other colleges, um, you know, everybody's kind of been in the mix has has shown that they can compete at a high level, you know, at least at our, at our JUCO level. Um, you know, so that that's exciting. And, you know, like I tell the kids when they got there, you know, whether, you know, Jayla or Ashana, whoever, 
comes in with the accolades from last year, it really doesn't mean much. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna have to prove it again. You know, you guys could could get lazy. You know, which they haven't. But um, you know, that's always something we tell them. Um, you know, clean slate when we get going. But on paper, I think we look pretty good, and and it's exciting for me just to know that. Um, you know, I know what Ashana can do. You know, I know what Patricia can do. You know, I know what Janiah Reed's gonna do. You know, so just having that familiarity with them and knowing the knowing the capabilities that they have. You know, that's exciting for me. And then everybody else is just gonna be a breath of fresh air. Jayla Smith's got to be the the one I got to ask about at, at off the rip just simply because she was an All American two seasons ago for you. Yeah. And just for whatever reason, it didn't work out as she tried to move on to the four-year level. Yeah. Happens for a lot of kids for a lot of different various reasons that a lot of variables are included. Yeah. She ends up sitting out last year, and now she now she's back home for another yeah. year. She's back under your wing. Uh, you know, I'm curious what uh, kind of the plan is with her, what she looked like when she came back. Did she stay in shape? How do you kind of get her reacclimated and essentially say, all right, let, let's run it back another year and find the right place for you. Well, she's just one of those naturally talented kids. Um, I mean, you can kind of plug her in. She could probably take two years off and be fine. You know, she's just one of those kids that knows how to play basketball. She's always in the right spot. Um, you know, nothing flashy, nothing nothing out of character. Just one of those kids that that plays the right way. And, and my favorite thing about her is the way she defends. Um, and that's, that, to me, is a mindset. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's a, an IQ type thing as well where – if you know what somebody's going to do and, and you're willing to sit down, be disciplined, um, those types of kids are special. you know. And then you add in her ability to rebound. I think she has a possibility to rebound more than Ashana and Patricia at times. Mm-hmm. You know, Just crashing from the guard spot and just where she's going to be on the floor. Maybe not having to box out as much as you know some of our post players are going to do. So I think she's going to surprise some people. I think, um, you know, obviously the Division One coaches love her right now, um, watching her through the Jamboree series. So, you know, she'll... You know, she'll always be what she's going to be. You know, she's going to be one of those kids that helps you win games and, and makes the right play. Was she when she came back to Labette, What was she in terrible shape, or was she in at least decent enough shape that you could get her rolling again? How what was that kind of re- return process like? Yeah, her? I mean, it's like every kid when they get back from the summertime. You know, <laughs> um, it, it did take a few weeks to get your wind, um, but I, I think that's going to be natural. But nothing ridiculous. No, I mean, she wasn't. No. She wasn't uh, Ben Stiller at the end of dodgeball. No. And, and, <laughs> you know, her mean? skill level was still high. You know, hopped right into a workout and, you know, one, remembered everything we'd been doing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and hopped right in and was able to, you know, demonstrate for some of the younger kids that were, you know, doing the drill for the first time. So she's a welcome back. Um, I, I've, I'm glad she's back for her third year. And, you know, somebody like her and Ashana are just two two older players that we've been in the program and know what we want. And that, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, another player I want to talk about is one newcomer uh, in our preseason interview that you did for the Parson Sun. Mm-hmm. This might have been the player you might have been the most excited about out of everybody, which is, and she, you know, she led in scoring in your in your jamborees. Jamborees come with every grain of salt you can find. Every team's kind of approaching it differently. You know, you're not necessarily running your true rotations. You're just trying to get equal playing time or. Maybe you are running your true rotations. Maybe you're pressing. Maybe you're not. Everybody does it a little differently, so you take it with a grain of salt. But Talia Rahman, um, a sophomore guard, right? She's a sophomore, right? Yeah. A uh, sophomore guard uh, out of Philadelphia, went to the same high school as Denisha Wilson, a former Jayhawk Conference player of the year for you. Uh, the year you won, you guys won the conference title in 2020. Uh, Talia Rahman, a transfer out of Shaw University, went to a, went to a prep school, I believe, for a year prior. 
Uh, is that what injury charter is? Yeah. Well, it's not a prep school. It's a regular high school. Course, okay. But yeah. So Which just Shaw, Shaw actually funny thing to correlate to is to me a Robinson transfer transferred from there as well. So, you know, we're <laughs> your last two all two of your last three all did Denisha get all American? Uh yeah, she's first team. Okay. So two of your last three all Americans went to the same co- transferred from the same college and also and one of or potential hopefully Hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talia Robin, tell me about her. Obviously, you're very excited about her. She was your leading scorer in the preseason scrimmages. Yeah. And what struck me about that was for someone to lead in scoring that's not your returning all-star and Aishana Hunter, who's in her third year. You're returning All-American and Jayla Smith. Mm-hmm. Patricia Sosa Laura, who can be a double-double machine. Um, Emery Mays, a transfer from Dodge City, who got all-conference honors. Uh, Janiah Reed and Wakira Daniels, who were efficient scorers for you guys a year ago and returned to the system uh, those are a lot of names, a lot of accolades, and then Janiah Reed got all conference honors a year ago. Uh, a lot of names, a lot of honors in that list. Talia Rahman outscored all of them. That yeah. that is impressive to me. Yeah, it definitely is, and that's why you know she got a few phone calls after those games. Um, you know, being at her height with her ability and her skill set, um, and you know, leading us in scoring, but leading us in efficiency too. You know, you used that term a second ago. You said she shot over fifty percent from the field. Yeah, yeah. You know, my so, goodness, and that's that's big for you know someone of her stature and, and definitely for her recruiting. Um, but you know, it, all the people you just named that she outscored in the Jamborees, they're all shoot. Those are 40 percent shooters as well. So you know that that's just the exciting part for me. You know, everybody having the ability to score um, and then taking the right shots to make sure that they shoot a high percentage. You know, that's. That's one thing um, some kids don't have coming in, but this group, you know, along with Talia, you know, and the other names you mentioned, you know, they all score the ball efficiently. They don't take bad shots. Um, we're sharing the ball better in practice now. So it, it's just exciting to see what they're going to turn it into, um, you know, the rest of the year. Do you feel like uh, with this team, it, it is, do you feel like you'll ever run into a problem with too many mouths to feed? Or what's kind of what do you feel like the chemistry is like? I feel like, like that's our problem every year. You know, we've got so many good players that um, you know if we if we don't share the ball, we're <laughs> going to flex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and one of my favorite stats that we have, you know, outside of the rebounding and the defensive stuff, um, is the fact we've had four more players every year average double figures. You know, mm-hmm. the year we won it all, it was six. Um, you know, and that that's with some kids averaging like nine point eight. You know, that type of stuff. We're not even counting the kids that average eight. I mean, we're yeah. we're having four or five, six kids a year scoring double figures. Um, you know that that's hard to scout. You know how do, how do you defend that? You don't because you can take away. All right, I'm not letting person A get free on the perimeter at all, so I'm shadowing her. Right. I'm gonna hard hedge every ball screen with help down low, so their dribble driver's not getting through. Right. And uh, I guess we'll uh, face up their big as well with. Uh, with a weak side, with weak uh, side that, help, a double down. So, all right, take away their big. Oh, there's that one girl. She, I guess she's giving me 15 a day. Well, and that's the thing, you know, that, that's kind of helped people like Ashawn and Patricia. If you have to guard everybody, you know, with that type of mentality, it gives you a lot of opportunities on the offensive glass. You're going to make a mistake. They've just wreaked havoc. I mean, both of them are averaging over three and a half offensive rebounds a game. You know, if Jayla starts to get in there and get two or three a game, I mean, that's, that's 15, you know, hopefully 12, 15 offensive rebounds a game, plus the efficient shooting. Um, and then if we can defend at a high level, you know, just compete. You know, people are going to make shots, but if we play at a high level um, and we're disciplined, I just think it's a, a pretty good recipe, you know, for success. One thing I think I've always kind of liked about your, your approach to your your scheme, whether you're whether it's something you're openly cognizant of or not, is I feel like, and 
you your goal to a lot of degrees is we're just going to take more shots than you. Mm-hmm. We're going to get more offensive rebounds. We're going to force you into more turnovers so we can take more shots than you. Because in theory, if I take X amount of more shots than you, I don't need to do anything else better than you. I'm just yeah. going to beat you on volume alone. Well, now, now you create that volume in an efficient way. Yeah, I was going to say to an extent because you have teams, um, you know, even in our conference that are they're taking 95 to 100 shots. I don't, I don't quite want that many. Um, but what I try to tell my girls is, as far as what we run offensively, there's going to be two to three to four possible options to score. If the first one's not there, obviously you move on to the second. But if the first one's there, go score. You know, our mm-hmm. first mentality is me first. You know, once I see an extra defender, once I get that help side or, or, you know, just draw the defense into myself and I can kick and then now we have another option. You know, as long as we're taking good shots like that, um, you know, usually it works out well. You know, mm-hmm. look, look for your shot. Um, but at the end of the day, once you have two defenders, we got to find somebody else. So. Uh, we don't we don't quite make it to the 90s usually, <laughs> uh, but we do want to play fast and I, a lot of our shot attempts come in transition. You know, so getting steals, getting turnovers, um, you know, forcing people to to play faster than they want to. That ends up getting us a lot of you know shot attempts. Um, but you know we've got we've got teams in our league that will get up 43s. Yep. You know, and that that's hard to defend too. We don't quite want to do that. Um, you know, I think we're we're more of a get to the rim, bang you inside, throw it inside. Um, you know, type bruiser team rather than getting up shots. Absolutely. Well, hey, Mitch, you know the drill. You're going to stick around for a quick break here on the War Room. When we come back, more of Mitch Rolls, uh, Labette Community College women's basketball coach here on the War Room on KLKC Radio. Don't go anywhere. And we're back here on the War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Mitch Rolls, the Labette women's basketball coach in the building. Uh, Mitch, interesting question for you. I know you're not in the building every day with these guys. Jason Henson, the new men's basketball coach mm-hmm. uh, for the Labette Cardinals, uh, served as assistant under former head coach Jared Stanford. You and I have gotten to know Jason over the years. How do you feel like he'll fare in his new role? I think he'll do well. Um, you know, he didn't really get a chance to have that much time to recruit, but, you know, knowing him, he, he got a lot of work done in a short amount of time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it, it feels good because, you know, walking through their practice it doesn't feel that much different you know jared's gone but jason's still there you know so it hurts to have you know jared gone but but jason makes it feel um you know like a comfortable spot we work well together we know each other um so just having that that prior relationship is great to have in the building that was one that was one thing i was gonna ask you about was you're the second most tenured coach in the building now am i in your current role because oh, Ryan's obviously Ryan, Ryan Phillips at softball is the most tenured. For sure. But you got there in terms of head coaches, you got there. Oh, uh, wow. be, you got there before Haley Miller <laughs> at volleyball. You got there before Jeff Vesta. Yeah. In and he was who's the wrestling coach. You got there before Jason got the head job. And you you got there before Jason anyway. Kyle Drennan was Jared's assistant. Yeah. yeah. That first. Well, I, I guess years. I didn't realize that. Huh. Time's flying, ain't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> Creeping up on 10 years here. You're So you're going into your eighth season now. Yep. I, I'm curious, through seven seasons going into eight, just kind of how your, your perspective on the job and your perspective on junior college basketball, your perspective on Labette, your perspective on the job itself has evolved over eight years from when, when you got it and, you know, what was it, 2015, 2016? And yeah, 2015. Going into a, going into a rough situation to now – Obviously, you've built one of the premier programs in the country. What's that been like over eight years? Oh, it's been a lot of fun. 
Um, cause coming into it, I had zero expectations. I had no idea what I was getting into. So it wasn't like a really a nerve wracking thing more than just being anxious to figure out what everything is about, you know, getting, getting to coach in this conference, um, coaching at this level, coaching women, you know, the, the whole gauntlet of things that I was going through was kind of just like come in blank slate, um, not really have any preconceived notions and just see how it goes. And, uh, that first year was really, really rough, you know, going through that, but just being able to go through it and learn and see how other people were winning, you know, playing against KCK and, you know, just studying what they're doing and being able to go through that process. It made it fun. You know, now that we're winning, um, I can look back on, on times like that and be like, you know, I, I stole something from, you know, Joe McKinstry, you know, something he did. I stole something from, you know, Coach Conrad or mm-hmm. um, Coach BJ. You know, really, Coach BJ is who I tried to model. Um, BJ Smith from Highland, you know, somebody I really tried to model, you know, one, the way I coach and, and the way we our system and the way we play is pretty similar. Um, but just being able to to look at those things, steal them, kind of put them all together, and, and uh, you know, hopefully it worked. That's you know? why when you beat them at their place at Highland that 2020 season, that was a special yeah. win for you. Yeah, I mean, just, beat, just beating him was tough. Um, <laughs> I, I think that was... Maybe of, only the second or third time you I, had. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely know that his time there we were not we did not have a winning record against them and i think they were the only one that we didn't we weren't 500 with at the time um but he, he's just a great coach and there's a lot of great coaches that have been here and came and left um and it's going to be like that as long as i'm in this conference um, but that part is just fun um you know to see see where we came from you know and, and see the past success that they've had mm-hmm. here as well you know there's there's always other been other other good teams coming through Labette just because of the juco trend coaches come and go you know, um, so it's been it's been good to be able to add what, some stability. What is something tangible that you know maybe an outsider could see that you took from BJ at Highland? Well, I mean, for me, it's more because me and him had a personal relationship mm-hmm. you know, to where we would talk before games. I mean, shoot, we'd talk the whole hour and a half sometimes, yeah. um, and just seeing him interact with his kids would be the number one thing. His kids loved him. You know, he was able to coach them hard. Um, but then I'd get to see him in between. You know, outside the game. To where you know those kids are coming up to him and treating him like you know a grandfather or something mm-hmm. something like that was was that i really stole from him um because he yelled at him in the game i mean i could hear him you know yeah. visibly see him you know coaching them hard and you know not demeaning them or anything doing anything foul to him um but just being able to watch him coach like that and then watch him come off the floor and have the type of relationship they did i understood that that relationship had to come first mm-hmm. you know before he was able to coach him like that so things like that I love the way they played fast. We don't run the same type of um, defense. It, it's very different than what they ran. Um, but it was that up, that upbeat, play fast, try to get turnovers, try to get stops. Um, let your defense be your catalyst for what you're doing. You know, and, and I think that their ability to disrupt the basketball when he was there, um, somebody like Eastern Oklahoma, Al Davis, you know, the way they, they disrupt the basketball when, when you've got it in your hands and just kind of, they don't let you run your stuff. It's hard to sit down and run a set. If you've been yeah. practicing a set all week to run against their defense, you know, I don't know what it is besides your press. You know? No offense to Johnson County because they've ran a great they have a great program that has been very successful over the tenure that you've been here. But Johnson County, I feel like they're just trying to out athlete you. We're just gonna be more talented than you and hope our talent wins to a degree. Highland, those games were tough. Well, I they mean, used to. I was gonna say Johnson Johnson has really made it a, a discipline game now. Like yeah. He runs his stuff. He, you know, he's gonna play his sixteen JVs, and they're gonna run their stuff to a T. And those kids are gonna learn it like the back of their hands. And then when they get to conference play, 
um, they're going to use that discipline against you. You know, and that, that's kind of what got us last year with them having the, what do you want to call it, the age factor. They were older than us, you know, a yeah. little bit more mature. Um, their discipline was so probably. You said, so you said, screw it, we're going to do that this year. We're well, gonna be it's old. just a mixture of everything. You know, if I can mix it all together and, you know, steal stuff like that. I mean, I steal stuff from Coach Herkelman. I steal stuff from Coach Hauk. You know, it doesn't It doesn't really matter. If I if I watch an NBA game tonight, I might, you know, come up with a concept. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, but if I can just put it all together, I think it fits what we're doing. Um, you know, and it's going to help us win, obviously. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do that. You mentioned Coach Hauk. What do you think about him getting Christy Snyder as his new <laughs> assistant, the old Labette County women's bas- girls basketball coach, legend at Labette County? Yeah, I was going to say, Hauk's that's probably, on, her sta- on his staff. She's on Hauk's staff now. Yeah, that's probably the, the biggest headline of the year. <laughs> I that, believe you. Yeah, I, was, I agree. I mean, being a being a Coffeeville kid and, um, you know, growing up around here and, and hearing her name and associating with the Grizzlies and just all that stuff, um, it, it's going to be weird. It's going to be crazy. But like I said, headline of the year for for you guys. I, <laughs> I, I wonder how, I seriously wonder, there's going to be somebody that's going to open up the basketball magazine that I'm going to run this winter. And it's going to have a photo of Christy in a Parsons shirt. And they're going to be like, uh, oh, it just doesn't sit right with me. Well, or they didn't know about it, you know? Yeah. Or they didn't know about it. Exactly. They'll blow their mind. They'll think it's a typo. <laughs> that but, can't be her. No, that, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see how they do together. I'm excited yeah. to see how, you know, I, I'm glad it, it is Anthony Houck and this community that is bringing a woman on to coach boys basketball. Is she the first? So, ironically, the only other one that I know about in the state of Kansas is Shelby Hillman. She's somewhere in Topeka, I think. Topeka West, maybe. Okay. She was the assistant under Anna Nims right before you got here. I was there. I remember that name. Yeah. So the the last assistant that women LCC women's basketball had before you got hired is the only other one in the state that I know of. I asked Keisha. They said they didn't know of any other ones besides those two. She's high school, you said? High school. Okay. Yeah. Nice. She's a, she's an assist she's the boys J V coach at a high school in Topeka, I believe. Well who who in the Jayhawk is gonna do it next on the men's side so we can get it at the JUCO level? I, I I've been arguing that that I think it could be done. Yeah. I mean uh, just depends, you know, because we, we most Jucos <laughs> only have enough money to hire enough coaches, so you know, yeah, depending on how that goes. I mean it's a uh I'm trying to think of somebody at least but what's a name that pops up to you that of a woman that Tiffany Tiff Tiff Connors Dev, could Devin Cosper, uh, Tristan Gage, uh, they could coach men. Yeah. They could coach college yeah. men. Um, who was the guard with Tristan? Erica Gardner. Erica Gardner. Yeah. Erica, you know, Erica Gardner is not only an assistant coach at Bemji Bemji State in yeah. uh, Minnesota right now. She's not only an assistant for the women's basketball team, she is the head golf coach there as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So she different. coaches two sports at the school. Oh, that's cool. And she was a good golfer, I assume. She w- went to state, I think, three or four years. Okay. She played golf like she played basketball, too. Like, <laughs> she was, yeah. like, well, here's what I loved about watching Erica Gardner play golf whenever I would go to a tournament and watch her. No practice swings. Really? Just just right up to the ball and hit it. And she was <laughs> state golfer doing that. Yeah, that girl's so <laughs> like she, She's she, going to be good at whatever she puts her mind to. She hates people that play the game slowly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bryson DeChambeau would be her and would be her arch enemy, someone who takes five minutes to approach the ball and shoot it in golf. Well, yeah, I was gonna say golf is is uh you know she's too competitive. To play she's too competitive. Yeah, to she'll, play. 
she'll figure out you know she'll figure out how to win one time she got third at a tournament i mean she routinely finished in the top five top three of tournaments during the regular season and one time she got third at a home tournament and i was like all right let me go interview her see how she talk about how she did and her coach goes she doesn't want to talk she's too pissed off (laughs) you finished third come on i love it i love it that's why she you know that's why she went as far as she did that type of it's it's still going yep Yep. it's still going she's gonna be a head coach somewhere someday yeah for sure if she wants to you know she could do the man too i would love to see her in that role she'd be more fiery and more competitive than every person basically oh, coach Gabby, you know my assistant right now she can yeah me, you know, absolutely very very smart coach um would be able to speak the language you know do all that mm-hmm. she's definitely another one to add to the list absolutely uh we got about a minute or two left here mitch uh you know the season's opening up uh i can't remember the last time the men and the women at labette Opened the season at home on the same night. I'm not sure it's happened since I've been here. I think couple, maybe three, four years ago when we played Neosho. Yeah, I think maybe. That's right. That's yeah. the last time and it that, did. That was a great crowd and you know good energy in the gym, and it was a lot of fun. So. I would love to see more of an emphasis on every program opening the season at home. We saw that crowd for volley, even volleyball this year when they beat Fort Scott. It's hard. We got to get paid. <laughs> that is true. That's when the D1s are paying us to come play. So that's, that <laughs> that's, is very true. It's hard to do, but we definitely try. But uh, Mitch, excited to watch you guys uh, get rolling again. I'm sure it's you guys. Just to be forgot to mention this on the show over 25 minutes because I'm not a good radio host. You guys are ranked number seven in the country to start the year. <laughs> uh, picked second in the Jayhawk behind Johnson County. It's going to be another loaded conference, another fun season for you guys. I imagine. Uh, certainly excited to see. Uh, where it takes you, Mitch. Thank you as always for coming on. I think I think there's maybe only two people that have appeared on the show more than you. So uh, <laughs> it, you guys are just one big family to me at this point. Man, I appreciate you having me, man. Awesome. Good luck this year. That'll do it on the Warm here on KOKC Radio. 